Hi everyone and welcome back to the Panama Podcast. I am uh, James Prescott, your host. Welcome to the show. Really great to be with you all again uh, and I am delighted to welcome back a returning guest and a new guest today. So this is going to be exciting. Um, Trace Bell, uh, who um, has been on the show before, um, uh, matching the number of times his dad's been on the show now, uh, Rob Bell. Um, and uh, uh, Tina Olson, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And thank you for having us. This is really, really fun to do this with you, James. And I'm just so excited that I tied my, dad re- my dad's record already. I guess it's <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Rob was on 2016 and 2020, I think, so I think something like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, you've been twice on 2021, so yeah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I've been doing. I did a course on spiral dynamics the last couple of months, and which was kind of curated by by Trace and Tina, and. It was amazing. And uh, during that time, we kind of thought, well, maybe we should talk about this on the podcast. This would be a really good conversation to have because there's loads of applications for um, our daily lives and uh, for our culture today. And it's a really interesting subject. We had, in fact, we had the uh, kind of creator of Wild Dynamics on the show, Don Beck, back in 2016. So it's something that's always interested me and always been part of this show. So yeah, this is going to be really interesting. So um, just tell us a bit about kind of how you got into kind of learning about spiral dynamics and, and talking about it. Mm. Well, we, we first were, were both taught it by my, by my dad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Separately. Separately. I was at an event of Rob's back in 2018 that I think he only did once. It was called A New Mind. And at the end of it, you know, he has, as I'm sure you know, James, he has some like regular attendees who come to things. Um, And so we had about an hour left and he says out to the audience, should we do spiral dynamics? And the handful of people who knew what he was talking about started like wildly cheering. (laughs) (laughs) And so the rest of us were brought along for the ride. But what was fascinating to me about it was it was like, and I don't know if you've had this experience, but it was like, something that I already knew by the time he went through the first tier uh, stages and went through the model and, and explained it at a high level. It was an hour explanation, but it felt like I had known that my whole life. And uh, I attribute that from a conscious mind, I guess, partially to being um, studied in philosophy and frameworks kind of just have somewhere to land in my brain. But there was also this kind of like essence of knowing that I was meant to do something with that material. I remember even asking Mm. Rob afterwards, like, do companies use this? Like trying to figure out like, okay, where is this next application of this thing? And then honestly, it kind of like hung out in my consciousness, but I didn't do anything with it until this year. And obviously Trace has his own yeah, my, mine was, uh, it was fall, I think it was like, it was fall of 2019 during my senior year of college. I was home for the weekend and my dad, I was sitting at the, the kitchen uh, counter. My dad just sits down with a, with a 
large white sheet of paper. It was such a, it was such a Rob Bell moment. He sits down with a large sheet of white paper and goes, okay, Trace, he's like, I'm going to do spiral dynamics for you. And I was like, okay, here we go. This is going to be great. And I had heard my dad, I'd heard my dad and my parents talk about spiral dynamics like throughout my life, kind of throughout my childhood. Cause my dad's been teaching it for like over a decade. Um, and then he just sat down and just for like, maybe like an hour, just did a whole, um, just wrote out all spiral dynamics on this, on the sheet. And I actually still have the, the sheet. It was up in my bedroom. Um, I saved it because it was kind of like a awesome kind of a, like, frame it. awesome item. Um, but, but the real, I, ha- I had a, a similar experience to Tina. The, the real power in it was that it was putting language and a framework to so much stuff that I had felt and kind of intuited. Um, it didn't really feel like it was teaching me a whole kind of like new model that I had to learn necessarily. I mean, obviously that some of the intricacies I, I had to learn, but the the overall sort of development of consciousness that it models was something that I had really felt and really seen in others around me um, and in myself too. Um, so it just completely resonated and just, that was like, like, well, fall of 2019. So almost two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's strange because, because I first found out about spiral dynamics, uh, um, a kind of two day event with Rob in 2016 um and he did he spent three hours talking about spiral dynamics and i literally did not get bored once i was like totally gripped by it um and i made so many notes and i remember the white sticky bits of paper that he had i think i even managed to keep one um with all just just outlining the whole thing and it was like yeah like you say as soon as i saw it i was like that makes so much sense. That that's just so logical, and it just reframed how I saw the world, how I saw everything. Um, and yeah, it just—it's like putting a pair of glasses on. You know, it just mm-hmm. suddenly just changes how you see everything. Um, mm. um, and yeah, absolutely. You know, and going on, when you put it kind of alongside things like the enneagram and and uh, uh, and other kind of concept you know embodiment stuff and all of that when it kind of just seems to kind of all fit together a little bit um yeah um so yeah it's, it's fascinating um so tell us about this kind of tell us a bit about this this kind of course you've created this content um just taking us kind of through the different colors and kind of just the basics really of like what it means for our for us as individuals and what it means for uh for us as a culture and what and, and why it's important yeah well so the, the 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 spiral spiral dynamics one of the reasons i think that it, it resonates with so many people and is um, a model that so many people um love and find so useful is that it has so many different uses it's like we can we can look at history through the lens and understand how we developed historically. Um, we can look at our own gro- growth and understand how we developed through these stages. Um, we can look at you know society and culture and understand sort of society and cultural dynamics through it. Um, but I find one of the, the, the most important aspect of the spiral, the thing that's been the most helpful for me is realizing that every stage in spiral dynamics has a way that it looks in health. It has a healthy manifestation um, and, and, um, we, with living the spiral, we wanted to create a course that focuses on the health of all these stages and how to integrate the health of all these stages, because what second tier, um, the, the next stage of consciousness that's coming on the scene, um, 
that which is the next development uh, beyond first tier um, is what's called integrated consciousness and 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 second tier has integrated the health of all these different stages. Um, so I, I worked with a lot of people that kind of um, they want to know they, they're asking me um, where where do I think they are on the spiral? How do they move up? How do they get from this stage to this stage? And I, I noticed that they're viewing it in a very sort of like linear kind of uh, like a very linear context where they they think that they're at one stage and they move on to a next stage. Um, and I wanted to to uh, rather than than focusing on the spiral in that way. I wanted to teach it in a way, and this is a process of integrating the health of all these stages. And no stage is better than another stage because the health is all uh, necessary and foundational aspects um, for being for for being human and for for being integrated. So, with living the spiral, that's what we call living the spiral. Is we wanted to take this material um, and actually, rather than just having a conceptual framework and a, and a um, knowledge of these stages, actually. Um, how do we live this material? How do we live the health of all these stages? Um, is, that, is that a good way to summarize it, Tina? Yeah, and the huge opportunity that we saw was it's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to sit here on a podcast, which is amazing so that people can learn more. It's one thing to grab a book. And it's another thing to have a lived experience of this stuff, both how it relates to your own life and then also being a part of a group. And I think after, not that the pandemic is over yet, as we record this in uh, August of 2021, we're still facing hurdles, but you know, it's now been a year and a half that this pandemic has been uh, wearing on us as far as our ability to connect in community, our ability to have healthy, deep connections and our ability to have opportunities to grow together. I mean, I know I was someone who would frequently go to workshops or retreats and and connect with new humans. And, you know, the opportunities for that have been limited in a certain capacity. And so we really saw this like beautiful confluence of events of getting excited about teaching the spiral, but then also filling a need of people who wanted to join together in community for their growth. And so that was really the opportunity in front of us. And the challenge was how do we take this material out of the head? How do we bring it into the heart, into lived experience so that a group can actually form a bond through what they go through together? And obviously, James, you have way more to say about what that was like than what Trace and I could even say, because, you know, Trace and I were tossing out our attempt um, to do that. But, but the magic comes in whether or not the group participates, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, just for people who are maybe new to it, spiral dynamics is essentially a, a theory of human consciousness and and stages of human consciousness, um, and um, as we, which 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 kind of the human race has kind of gone through through history and is still going through, uh, and uh, which, and it can also apply to individual lives. It can apply to us culturally, and like Trace said, it's not like a person it's not like a personality test it's not a i'm at this point i'm at that point i'm at that the other point um that's actually a very blue way of looking at it like a yeah like a hierarchical way of looking at it like you know that that you you kind of oh i'm at that stage right now you know um when the idea is that kind of you transcend and include every the best parts of the healthiest parts of every stage um and um, and that you can also embody the, the weaknesses of each stage at any given time. Um, 
Well, I mean, for example, like the the, the, the first, I hate to say the first stage, but um, kind of the you know the basic needs. Um, what color is that? Beige. Um, beige. Yeah, but the beige is kind of like basic needs, like taking care of yourself, eating, sleeping um, properly, and all of those kind of things. Now, like this last year, I, with the pandemic and lockdown and quarantine and things like that, like mental health has been difficult for me. So just doing those things has been what has been the most important thing. Getting making sure that I'm doing those basic needs, making sure that I'm taking care of them. Like, and we did a practice that, as part of the course, to um, pay attention to that and pay attention to oh, why are we, are we angry? Why are we angry? Why are we upset? Like, is it because we haven't eaten yet? Is it because we haven't, you know, because we're tired or we need sleep? You know, and just little things like that. And it did make a difference when I did that. And uh, and slowly you build up over the weeks the different the different levels. And uh, I think the idea um, for me. Living the spiral looks like slowly building up practices in all those different different stages and making them coherent. Um, and then you can, and when they can, when you can transcend and include all of them in health, then you can go into the second second tier consciousness. Um, but I think the reality is, you know, that that it's not easy to 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 live it all out perfectly, and that you will have times where you're not in health um that's part of being human um um but it is a really really useful guide to if you're kind of starting over in life it's a really good way to kind of build a build build yourself up again kind of restart your life again um and that's that and this course certainly helped me with that uh, it was um yeah so um that that was kind of my lived experience uh, Thank you. I'm 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 so happy to we're we're so happy and, and overjoyed to hear that because that was yeah. that was the goal. Um, the the and I love what you said about beige um, because what that's what we tried to do. Like oftentimes when people learn spiral dynamics, it's like beige, which is the first stage. It's the it's the stage that's only concerned about survival needs. So if you think about historically when stage beige was on the scene, it was like the first humans, like cave people, just concerned with like, food, water, shelter. Um, just that's the, that's the, the limit of their consciousness essentially. So oftentimes when people learn spiral dynamics, it's like beige is just a complete afterthought. It's like, oh yeah, beige, that's just one of the, the primitive, most basic stage. Uh, but what we were trying to do with living the spiral is that actually beige, it's a really, really necessary foundational stage. If you're not taking care of your survival needs in a healthy way, if you're not taking care of your, your body's needs, your emotional needs, um, you're not having self-care for yourself. Um, things it's very easy to kind of fall into dysfunction in other areas. So by by focusing on these these um, all the health of all these stages, we were trying to show that all these none of these stages are an afterthought. You can't skip any of these stages. The health of all these stages is completely necessary. Um, so I like what you said about someone like trying to sort of rebuild their life or restart their life. This is fantastic. This is a fantastic model and a fantastic way to do it because you're looking at. The, all the different stages of human development and all the different aspects of being human mm -hmm. um, that this model maps. So like if you're embodying the health of all these stages, you're really covering the, the, the basics and the really important aspects of, of being human. Yeah. And I also think that if, if someone who's listening is experiencing any aspect of life that feels stuck, now we have, by going through this experience and learning the health of all the stages, you actually have 
a whole bunch of tools. So we'll go over it at a really fast, high level here. But so we've been talking about beige is your basic needs. And that should probably take about at least 12 hours a day taking care of your own basic needs, right? So it's like half your life already is in that stage beige practice. So we can't just overlook that and consider it to be. And I'm sure that many people can relate that in this overly busy culture and this way that we've commoditized time and life hacks and all that kind of stuff, it's like beige be damned. But if you look back to Buddhism, for example, it's chop wood, carry water. I always get that one wrong. I say chop water, carry wood. And then I laugh at myself Uh, (laughs) thinking about someone chopping water. But the point is that these are deeply spiritual practices to to take care of ourselves. It's actually very radical in our society that focuses on busyness and production and productivity and how much you're getting done in a day and achievement. Very radical to go back and take amazing care of yourself and then let everything else build from there. And so then the next stage purple, and we call it magic, it's this is where the foundation of your own spiritual connection comes in. This is where humans originally realized this extra component beyond what, you know, we talk about, for example, the bees in the beehive aren't having a meeting, they're just doing their thing, right? Well, purple is where humans started to realize, started to have a concept of consciousness and a concept that we were connected to everything else that was out there. Instead of just being connected, it's also realizing our Mm. connection. And so when our purple is really healthy, this is where the healthiest of spirituality comes into play because it's our own deep connection to nature. It could be our own deep connection to the cosmos out there and within you, that the vast expanse um, around you. It can be a connection to your own uh, ancestors or loved ones who are on the other side, whatever that takes shape for you, um, that healthy purple is like just as foundational as that, as that healthy beige. And then we move into having a healthy ego, a healthy sense of empowerment, a healthy heart centered way where our values are what actually drives our lives instead of this scarcity lack Um, this push pull of power over people or feeling victimized by others. Healthy Red says that I'm here for a reason and that that purpose is it lives in my heart and that I can feel that in every choice that I make and everything I do by just listening to my body. And then blue brings in order. It brings in some discipline. It brings in some boundaries. It brings in some really healthy things. And, And if we want later, we can go into how the unhealth of blue kind of co-opted a bunch of things, but in its health, it's where we really know our yeses and our noes and what's meant for us and what's not. Because if we're going to play our unique role that we are as a puzzle piece of humanity, we can't be saying yes to everything. We have to really understand what's for us and what's not. Mm -hmm. When we move to orange, we add in the addition of technology and science and that wonder and awe and curiosity that comes from continuing to explore this physical reality. And so there's a really interesting relationship between if you have really healthy purple, your orange can express itself. You understand that much deeper. Trace and Rob talk about um, looking at things from a transrational place. So this is coming back to science and technology. And instead of saying that, you know, our phones are just a distraction and everyone's addicted and 
you know, they're just hitting us with dopamine every time we get a text message or whatever all these things are that are critiques, of course. But the transrational look at it is actually we get to have a relationship with these tools and it can be healthy as long as it's conscious. And then we move to green, which is the last of the tier one stages, which is we call it a quality, but it's really around everyone having their own story, their own place in the world. Going back to that puzzle piece being fully seen and fully heard for who they truly are. And so when you have all six of these healthy components together, you can actually live in this new consciousness that's available on the planet now for the first time in human history. This integrated consciousness is actually available to us, which is why we can go back and look at the health of all these stages and say, okay, yes, I want to take all those things with me. And then Instead of needing to repress the unhealth, we can honor the fact that the unhealth exists, but we can heal it. And so instead of having to other it, instead of separating it out of us, instead of taking some percentage of our consciousness that sits over there wishing that that event didn't happen and kind of leaving it in the corner, I like to use the analogy of when you have your Maps app on your phone open but you're not actually using it. It's still draining your battery in the background. And then you come back to your phone later and you're like, why do I have no battery left? It's like the maps app was, you know, doing its GPS thing the whole time, even though you weren't using it. That's what it's like to have some aspect of ourselves unresolved. And so part of what we were able to do through this teaching is bring people back into the places that they needed to heal so that those apps can close, they get their energy back. So that all of you can be present right now in being integrated and having choice about how you want to live your life. Mm. 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 That's really beautifully put, uh, Tina. Um, you really went through all the stages there, which is really, really, I think, really good, especially for people listening who maybe don't aren't familiar. Um, and you're right. You're absolutely right. It's it's when you've, I mean, when you've kind of been through or you understand all the stages and you've experienced elements of all of them uh and healthy and unhealthy actually uh it just changes your whole awareness of the world and uh of your of your own life uh and and what's possible because you start to feel the pull of the second tier consciousness you start to mm-hmm. you know kind of just have those little moments of like oh this is what it could be like you know this is um just those moments which kind of transcend and include everything uh and which is basically what second tier consciousness is about transcending and including um and, and you're right like you know the world a lot of the world that we live in now is kind of stuck in a unhealth of of blue and um and even unhealth of um the next two stages um and there's this kind of desire to kind of repress um stages that have gone before or even or particularly repress the unhealth of stages that have gone before or even repress stages that have gone before based on just the unhealth and not um, being unwilling to see the health of thing of, of those things like um like a really significant one would be i guess when people deconstruct their faith and they leave the church they would want to um they want to leave behind uh kind of all structure and all anything that kind of even remotely relates to church in terms of structure and um you know and and the blue stuff but actually healthy structure healthy community can be 
can be healthy for growth and healthy for um for transformation and uh, uh and so yeah i uh and so you know so there's an example of that where we need to kind of transcend and include the best of every stage rather than um suppress each stage that's gone before us yeah i think i think you just nailed one of the the ways that this the spiral is so um helpful to so many people is because they've they've moved they've grown in their development and they've moved past a lot of people around them in their communities um but oftentimes there's a lot of pain and trauma associated with that that um growth past the people around them and and oftentimes what happens is they end up repressing those um aspects they end up repressing just that that stage in general like you like people move past their sort of blue upbringing their their religious upbringing they repress um there's so much sort of baggage associated with that they've repressed um all aspects of that kind of blue and then they so they've moved on to these other stages but they're they're disintegrated and there's there's a bunch of dysfunction because they haven't gone they haven't fully um, owned the healthy aspects of what came before it. A lot of people look back with disdain and look to look forward with fear. A lot of people look on the stages b- uh, before them with some disdain and anger. Then they look at the stages ahead of them um, with fear and uncertainty. Um, and what the spiral helps do is show that like actually what came before you has a lot of healthy aspects that are necessary to integrate. And what, what's in front of you is actually a very, has a lot of healthy aspects as well. And it's actually very good to, to grow in your development. So Spiral dynamics through all this this research analysis um, data uh, provides that this this really beautiful framework that that um, helps people see there's all these different aspects that that they need to go back and and reclaim and that's one of the the biggest challenges for a lot of people is reclaiming those what what came before them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I mean, I've experienced this myself recently because one of the things that I I'd noticed in my life is that, you know, having kind of left organized religion behind a little bit and left kind of big church behind, um, I haven't really had as much. I mean, I've got spiritual community, but I haven't had the kind of day-to-day community, the local community around me, the structure, you know, the blue, the healthy blue stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't had that as much. And I've realized recently that one of the reasons that my mental health hasn't been so good is because I haven't had that. So I'm now actively going out looking for it again. And because I realized that I need it. And then that's part of, that's part of health. Um, I, I had, I kind of been, I hadn't repressed the healthy blue, but I just kind of neglected it. Uh, and, and so no wonder I wasn't kind of functioning properly, you know? So um, it is really interesting once you understand, once you understand the different tiers and, the importance of the health of each of each it can be it can be life-changing it really can yeah you can kind of start to self-diagnose in your life to your point like what what is the thing that's missing um i think one thing that and i know you and i share this james that we've gone through a lot of healing of trauma and one thing mm-hmm. that can happen is you can kind of get stuck in a loop at least i know i did of thinking that then everything that's not going well in my life must be related back to some trauma that I haven't healed yet. And so that can also kind of suck your life force energy after a while. Like I think that 
overall, we have a lot of humans running around with a lot of trauma in them that does need to be resolved. But at some point in time, as we start to get good at that, and we start to have this proper support to do that, and we kind of get our feet back under ourselves, then the mind thinks, oh, we've been doing this trauma healing thing for a while. I guess that's what we do now. And then everything could be put back through that lens. And so in a way, I love what Spiral Dynamics provides us because it's actually talking about in part, like what are some of our next points of expansion? What's what's another way in which I can add health to my life? Not everything is that that might not be exactly as I want it to be going. Not everything is related back to trauma. Some things are just related back to like your point of, I don't really have healthy community. And it's probably what leaves a lot of people going to church and accepting a particular situation. I'm not saying all churches are bad by any means, but um, if if it's not fully serving or if the beliefs that are being espoused in the church context aren't beliefs that you um, are aligned with anymore, I think some people keep going just because of that communal aspect. And so what are the other opportunities for community in our life? And I think as more and more people awake to integration and a tier two level consciousness way of being, there are going to be more and more spaces for us to have healthy community that aren't necessarily around religion. Mm, I agree. I absolutely agree. And that'll be a really, really good thing for the world. Mm -hmm. uh, when we start to have communities and groups of people, which are not meeting based on a shared religious belief um, um maybe they'll have shared values and shared interests mm -hmm. and that's a, that can be that's a good thing but um but yeah you're right uh, absolutely and then it's not to say that again it's not to say that the that, that all religion is bad and I, I don't think that's even the case but there is such a thing as toxic religion and i've experienced it <laughs> um um which you know when it's kind of when it's all about certainty and uh, and fundamentalism and in out ways of thinking um uh and kind of it's all centrally controlled and you know and, it, and it's exclusive um yeah it, it, it's damaging and it's not healthy for it's not healthy uh, for human development and human growth and human thriving um and uh, you only realize that i think when you get on the outside of it in my experience if you've been inside of it you only realize it uh, when you're on the outside but um but yeah absolutely yeah i think that's one of the the, the big challenges right now and and just where we are in the world today is that 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 communal aspect of um that communal aspect is so religion gives us that religion is so often we get that communal aspect from religion but as a lot of people move out of these religious structures then where to find that that community and that sort of communal aspect of growth can be challenging it's not that there aren't spaces out there um, it's just that they're, they're, um, can sometimes be a little bit more difficult to find. Um, so the, this new future where people are creating sort of spiritual communities that aren't affiliated with any sort of religion. And like you're saying, like people, communities based on, um, people coming together with similar values rather than that, rather than the same religion is really, really necessary and huge just for the evolution, um, of, of the planet, all our growth. So that's what, that's again, what we were trying to do with living the spirals, bring that, that healthy blue sort of communal aspect and communal learning into an environment that isn't affiliated with any sort of religion. It's just about spirituality and growth. 
um, I think communities that are that are uh, spiritual communities that but spirituality without religion um, are are that they can be challenging to find, but those are the ones that that are the kind of ushering in this next wave of of integration. Yeah, and and our definition of spirituality is pretty wide. Like this could be this could be a community of people who have um, urban gardens. You know, like I used to live in Chicago, and there was a very strong urban gardening community where, you know, there's, I don't know, a half acre of land in the city and each person gets a raised bed or two. And those people come together to share responsibility for taking care of the plants. And then once things grow and there's actually food to to have, then there's community sharing, you know, so that's a potential avenue. Like there's so many Obviously, like the book club has become like a mm. a thing, you know, so that in and of itself could be a spiritual experience of humans coming together, having an experience of somebody else's creativity, writing story, sharing their thoughts on it. So it's it's like continuing to open our minds and expand our definitions of, you know, I think there was some point in time in human history where religion and spirituality became kind of synonyms. And part of trace in my work is like pulling those things, discerning those things apart and not making either one of them good or bad, but just saying, you know, the only place to get your spirituality is not necessarily under a roof of a church on Sunday. Mm. And, um, can have a direct connection to the divine as a part of your spirituality, but you can also have a direct connection to nature. You can also have a direct connection to other humans because going back to Trace's dad's book, Everything is Spiritual, like we really truly live that and believe that. And we believe that the divine is each of us. We do believe the divine is the trees and the squirrels and the lizards and the dogs. And the food that we eat. And so with that kind of expanded definition, then community can come in so many forms. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love it. And that's kind of really where I am in my spiritual journey right now. Um, I've not really articulated this kind of publicly, really. I've not written about it. I've not talked about it too much. Cause I'm still articulating, articulating it to myself. Um, but that's really kind of where I am in my spiritual journey. It's like, it's beyond, it's beyond kind of a definition in a way it's beyond like a religion or whatever um it's it's my spiritual journey and it just is uh, and, um and it can be really really amazing when like you you can have you know when you have transcendent experiences like i've had it, it's uh it really is kind of you feel just connected to everything and um and you just feel and you feel the energy of the universe and you feel how everything's connected uh, in some way and uh, that there is more than than we see. Um, it's just not, and there's more than we read about in books uh, or, the, or there's more than any religion talks about. There's just more going on. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, it, and it's, it can be amazing um, if we're willing to do the work and get to the place where we, where we can experience that, where we can understand that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's you know it's it's uh, and Spiral Dynamics has been a really big part of of that journey 
um, because it, it just helps give understanding to where we are on our spiritual journey um, and where we are on our personal journeys. And it, it kind of gives us a healthy framework to, uh, to journey inwards. Yeah, and I think that's one of the, the most powerful things about Spiral Dynamics and one of the, the ways it's been most impactful for me is by seeing, by seeing myself and seeing my own growth through this lens, I was able to have uh, so much more compassion for others and, under, and understand others. Um, I think that um, when my dad first, first taught it to me and I was able to see that all these stages, I could see that all these stages were within, were, were within myself and I could see that I had grown through these stages throughout my life. But also at the same time, um, different environments, different situations brought out um, these were brought out these stages in different contexts. Um, and, and, and by seeing that all of them within myself, um, I was able to understand um, others even better. I was even able to understand others' growth in even more, uh, more compassionate and more evolved way. Um, and so I think that's one of the, the biggest, uh, the, the most powerful aspects of it is that when we, when we can see this all within ourselves, we're able to see it within others. Um, and that's part of the, the heart of, that's one of the, you know, hearts of spirituality is that um, when we can see, we can see all this within ourselves, then we're able to, to see it within others. Yeah. It's an endless inner journey. And that's actually where the fascinating parts of life come in. It's, it's not getting more complex and fancier externally somehow. It's like becoming more and more and more interested and invested in our inner journey, mm. which then brings out inherently compassion for others. It's no longer like a forced exercise to have empathy, right? It's like, I have empathy inherently because I've had to touch that part of me to reintegrate it. And so therefore I've had to be nurturing towards that part of me. I've had to love that part of me. I've had to have compassion to that part of me. And therefore I inherently then have that empathy for others. And so it's very, very fascinating to me. And I, this is true of so many models, so many modalities, but really part of what spiral dynamics has done for trace and I is give us endless exploration into what it means to be human and what it means to be an integrated spiritual human on to your point, James on our journeys. Like we just, our journeys just are. And then from that point, how do we keep exploring? How do we keep getting that much more curious? How do we keep going back to those practices that might seem so basic, like making sure we're hydrated all the time. But lo and behold, we change climate. We do more physical exercise than we're used to. We're have, we have a busier day than we have on other days. How do we keep those practices throughout? I mean, these, these things actually become endlessly fascinating, whereas the smaller aspect of self or what a lot of people often refer to as, as ego or or maybe um, the, you know, the reptilian kind of part of our brains or whatever wants to tell us that that stuff is boring. And where we're at is like, no, all this stuff is actually endlessly fascinating. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it is. It really is. It um, continues to, to fascinate me. Uh, and yeah, um, I would highly recommend learning more about spiral dynamics to anyone. Um, and 
you know, <laughs> they don't really want to plug this course, but I'm gonna. It, it's it's really amazing, and it, it's not too expensive either. And um, there's ways to there's ways to do it on a budget as well. And and you get and you know, uh, and, and you know, I found kind of healthy spiritual community because there's like five or six of us, and we all kind of know each other and have heard each other's stories, and we've just shared this journey. And there's no hierarchy, no kind of hierarchy, and and it's just um. Uh, allowed healthy exploration in a safe place mm-hmm. um, and a healthy spiritual community and um, so yeah I, I you know uh, you don't have to plug it yourself I, I, uh, I would highly recommend it go to Trace's website and check it out because it's uh, if you're on the spiritual journey it, I think it would be really really helpful and, and even if you can't do the course just learning about spiral dynamics generally is something I think we all could benefit from doing and there's loads of resources online to do that um so yeah um thanks for thanks for coming on guys um and sharing so so much it's been it's always great to talk to you i feel as we could talk for ages um uh, but um just tell people how people can find 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 you online and connect with your work yeah, well, first, thank you so much for, for saying everything you just said about that, James. That that fills us both with so much joy to hear that someone, you know, we had this idea to create Living the Spiral and to have actually amazing people that, that go through it with us and go through on that, go through the journey with us and then just, you know, say such kind words and, and have such a great experience just makes us, mm-hmm. I think I speak for, speak for Tino when I say that it just makes us so happy and overjoyed. So um, I'm just, you know, over the moon that you had that experience and it was so incredible having you. Um, and where to find us, um, you can find, uh, my website is tracebell.com. That's bell with three L's. So that's T-R-A-C-E-B-E-L-L-L.com. Um, and then Tina, your website? Yeah, it's Tina Marie Olson, Olson spelled O-L-S-E-N.com. And all the Living the Spiral stuff lives on Trace's website. So definitely um if that's the one website you want to write down you can actually even find me through his website too um and we have our next group starting in about a week and a half i think and it's half full right now so there's four spots left and if you're somebody who has a deep knowing that you're meant to be a part of this group but for any reason the price is a hindrance just email us and we'll work something out with you we we want the souls who are meant to be on this journey to be with us. And um, so if you're listening to this and you know that that's for you, um, then go check it out. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say this probably, probably go out after that, that course has started, but there will be, but there will be another one. I don't know. Oh. When, how, often do you, how often do you do them? Maybe a couple of months or is it every month? Yeah, absolutely. No, we're running them really. So we started in May, James, and this is already our sixth one. So we're cooking yeah. them out pretty fast here. We've been running a lot of groups. So by the time this by the time this podcast is up, I'm I'm sure that we will have um, announced new dates, or we'll be announcing them shortly. Yeah, so. and we always have. If there's not a current date up, then we always have a like, hey, put me on your wait list thing. So yeah, yeah so for- so if you go to the site and and you and the the new dates aren't up, just send me an email saying that you want to be notified. Um, and I will, I, I send out emails to, to certain people that ask to be notified um, yeah. uh, immediately. So, and um, we are on the precipice. This is brand new, hot off the press, James. We are on the precipice of starting a YouTube channel and a lot of the content's going to be yeah. spiral dynamic stuff too. So maybe, um, nice. knowing that this is coming out 
you know, in the next few weeks or whatever exactly it gets published that gives us even that much more impetus to make sure we have some videos up on our YouTube already. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Could be by the time this goes out. So um, exciting times. (laughs) Um, Fantastic. Well, I'm grateful to have you both on. I'm sure I'll have you both back. Um, Apart from anything else, we've got to make sure that Trace breaks his dad's record. (laughs) from behind victories because rob started running in 2016 right and trey started in 2021 but they're neck and neck right now so <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I'd, I'd actually love to have rob and uh, trace together just to see the banter that would go on i'm sure that'd be fantastic but um but uh, yeah anyway um i do do follow these guys they're really great um their work's fantastic Mm. Um, and i'm sure they'll be back on the show soon so uh thanks everyone for listening thank you james. thank you so much james it's such a pleasure